Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. And this is Trav. Well, uh, welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week we are talking about superhero academies and uh, what it would be like to run a campaign, a, you know, uh, a, a game of this, okay? And uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, a number of examples. We're going to talk about what system would be good for ha uh, handling this. So that's that again. That's that's your dark secret. You know, it's a secret you don't want anyone to know about. You know, and yet you carry it as a burden in yourself. You know, always undermining your self confidence. You know, and your sense of of um, self worth because of these kinds of things. And everybody has one of those, um, in one way or another. Hopefully, it's it's pretty small. Some of them are are, are really big. Um, but anyways, uh, and, and of course the worst are, you know, the ones who have parents who basically told them they're no good. And, uh, those are the ones that tend to get very polarized, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and, and so, you know, some of the biggest bullies out there are, are people that basically were told by their parents that they were no good. And, and if you tell their parents what they did, the parents double down. You yeah. Know? And, uh, it, yeah. and if you watched, uh, if you watch the movie um, Butterfly Effect, you saw that happen, where um, essentially this this kid who uh, was did bad things. You know, the kid he he goes back in time and he goes and tells the parent that what you know what he's that he was abusing you know the other people of their little group, and the parent just basically says, "Okay, I'll take care of that." And then, you know, he goes back to the future and, you know, the kids like become a shoot, you know, became a school shooter or something like that. You know? Yeah. And it was just basically he just he 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 kept you know, he, he never found any sense of self-worth. And finally, he just broke and and took out, you know, people around him when he you know, when he broke. So mm. anyways, that, you know, and so he says, OK, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it differently. He goes back and tries again. And then you keep going at the end of the movie. It's a sad, uh, you know, it's a spoiler. It's a sad movie because at the end of the movie, he comes to the conclusion that everybody in his life would have been better off if he hadn't been born. And mm. so he goes back in time to when he's in the womb and he strangles himself with his own umbilical cord. Oh jeez! Yeah, that's some that's some dark stuff there. That's how they ended the film. <laughs> it's like wow. So yeah, that's where I have the bottle of beer and go. Gee, that escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's, so I'm just saying, is it a, a, a movie that had some issues, but was mostly lighthearted? Got. You know, I mean, he just kept doing that. He kept going dark, kept going dark, and he kept thinking he could fix it. You know, and no matter what he did, he couldn't fix it. But anyways, all right. So, uh, so in addition to all that, okay, it, this is you're kind of in a situation where um, if you were playing D and D back in the day, and they came out with Savage Species, and you're like, okay, finally. I can be uh, a dragon. I can be an ogre. I can be a centaur and stuff like that. And and so you had to then go and say, all right, over uh, you know twenty levels because it came out for third edition and twentieth level yeah. was the top. Okay, we need to go and take their abilities and you know gradiate them. You know, get bring in new abilities at certain points. You know, and other things like that. So that yeah, when yeah, when they finally sure. get to the when they finally get to the top, then they they're fully they're fully using all their abilities at the top level. Okay, so but you have to break it down how your your powers are. So you know you uh, you know and uh, in the Fantastic Four originally all that Sue Storm could do was turn invisible, and uh, they really underutilized her back in those days. You know she was basically a rescue object. You know, but then, you know, she discovered that 
I, I think the next thing she discovered was that she could make other things invisible besides herself. So then she could hide things. You know, um, you know, bad guy is going down the street. You know, you hide the car in front of him. He slams into the car. Okay. Then she learned that she had the ability to create force fields. Ah, there we go. Okay, and that's that's where everybody starts saying, "Oh, Sue Storm, real now she's a superhero." Okay, so and I forget what her powers might have gone from there on. Okay, um, and maybe that was the best it got, which is fine, you know, because you know, I mean, fan, fantastic, you know, Mister Fantastic, he has two abilities. One is the ability to stretch, which arguably was kind of a he they made it a little bit better because he was literally able to wrap himself around explosives that explode he was fine okay yeah. but the but it was his brain his super brain oh yeah no one of the smartest people in the mcu yeah yeah and uh so uh the uh you know th these early marvel characters they pretty much you know, there are very few of them actually evolved over time you know, they just got a little yeah. bit better at what they did, you know, uh, but mostly they were, you know, cut out of whole cloth, you know, w immediately upon being introduced. But yeah. for the, this thing, you're going to have to do that. So, you know, if if you if your ability is flight, then it's going to be like, okay, how fast can you fly? How much can you carry when you fly? Uh, what happens if you get knocked unconscious? Do you falls safely to the ground do you continue to hover in space or do you drop and die <laughs> there oh are... god there was a, a character marvel and speaking of teen superheroes yeah we all know about the x-men but what about the massachusetts academy and the hellfire clubs young right right the, 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 was... yeah the the, the the alternate version you know this yeah yes they uh and, and at one point, the New Mutants were, t uh, were sent over to uh, join the Academy. And they yeah. were there with these kids that were, you know, being raised with a completely different idea than, than Xavier. Xavier, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know uh, Miss Frost had a completely yeah. different uh, methodology and, and goal for her. And, and let's hold on to that one right now, and we'll talk about that right after this. Well, uh, well what I, I was trying to get to was there was a, you talked about people progressing their powers and things happening with their powers. Right. Do you, uh, there was a young, and I believe he was either Middle Eastern or North African, uh, went by the name Jetstream. Jetstream, yeah, he could fly as fast as Sam Guthrie, Cannonball. But Cannonball, when he flew, he could also exude a force field that would not only protect him in flight from high speeds, but he could use it to be a battery grab, hence the name Cannonball. Jetstream had no such secondary power, so when he tried to fly as fast as Cannonball, air friction got to him. He basically burned up. So they had to cyberize him in order for him to create that force field to help keep him from frying himself to a crisp if he tried to fly really fast. And this this thing about getting powers and trying to push your powers and see what all they can do to help enact better control over them that is a theme I've seen in a lot of these teen-based superhero comics and shows and whatnot, because that's often what the teachers say. We need to push your capabilities. We need to see what all you can do. So that will be how you gain control where you don't hurt somebody unintentionally. As just for Jetstream, what are started smoking it as, as he was flying. Right. You know, like if you travel faster than the speed of sound, there's going to be a shockwave. How does, how yeah. do, you know, are, are you going to be busting out windows all, all, all along your your path of flight every time you fly? Yeah. You know, that that is a very, very big possibility. It's one that Superman never had to deal with. So something about Superman's flight doesn't cause, you know, a, um, you know, cause that effect. You know, so well, also I've seen that nine times out of ten he knows not to fly at the speed of sound near urban areas. He usually, from what we've seen, both Christopher Reeve and Henry Cavill, he cuts loose when he knows that he's not going to be blowing out windows. Or when it's really a dire situation. Where it's like, okay, they can replace a window, but if I don't fly this fast, there won't be an earth to have that building where the windows can be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've ever seen any planes that are flying at a really high speed to get down near the ocean and this the 
column of water yeah. that rises up after them because of the uh, shock wave effect. Yeah, that's happening all around them. And so if you get close enough to some of these things, then there could be some real problems with that. So, you know, you, so that in a way it's like, you know, you, you give somebody a power, but then you also give them a complication and then maybe they buy off that complication. Yeah. And Savage Worlds is really good for that because, you know, they have lots of dis disadvantages, what they call flaws. And you can use your raises, your character advances to buy yeah. off your um your your issues you know uh with your powers and uh or you can take on new uh uh new variants of your powers you know uh in in the in the hero system you know you might say i i don't have a multi-power i have a um uh, an elemental power oh, where, yes. where they're all they're all related yeah. to each other rather than them all you know superman basically is a multi-power he's got yeah. you know he's he's invulnerable he's got super speed uh he's got eye beams super hearing uh, super breath uh you know flight <laughs> All those things, and you know, and, and of course, you know, each one of them has you know more power points than he could possibly ever use, and uh, but they're so all what, what was not that was a, you said a uh, variable power pool. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, in in uh, in uh, the hero system, every power can have their own set of power points. Yeah. Okay. Or you can have what's called a uh, 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 a a endurance battery where all the power comes from the same pool. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, elemental effect is pretty much the same thing, though, because they're all related to each other, the cost of gaining new powers... Oh, the elemental control. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, ...is yeah, yeah. much less. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and the cost of using the powers generally is much less. So, yeah. oh, you know... God. It's been a while since yeah. I've played Heroes it's all I left off yeah. at five. Yeah. It's all about trying... You know, these types of things are all about trying to provide more power points for more powers. Yeah. You know, and rather than you just saying, hey, I, I, I got this at this level, and then I have this other thing that's totally unrelated, you know, and it also has its own power points. Well, that's going to take a lot of, that takes a lot of points to give yeah. those separate batteries, okay, rather than one common battery. So, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, that's why when you have powers, usually that's why in almost all cases, I think, you know, I'm not telling anybody how to run their, their superpower, but I'm just saying in almost all cases, your, your, your new abilities are going to be related in some way to your old abilities. Well, yeah, if you have like, oh, okay, I can shoot fire blasts. Oh, now I can make a wall of fire. Oh, now I can make a fire force field. Oh, now I am invulnerable to fire and anything heat-based. Oh, I can use heat to lift myself off the ground like flight. Yeah, all of those would be in an elemental control because they all are based on fire and heat. Yeah, now it's all coming back to me. It's only been 30 years since I played the game. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're you and the GM are going to have to get together and say, "Okay, you know, this is the this is the, this is the progression, okay? You know, this power is all, you know, this is your base power. It's always going to get better, okay? Uh, you know, but then you're going to get these other powers that are going to show up, and you're going to have to decide then that when you have a chance to improve, are, you know, are you going to spread it around evenly? Are you going to concentrate, you know, on, you know, on certain things? You know, I mean, you could just simply say that, you know, you know, as, as you go along, you're going to get this power and it does this, and that's it. It never improves, and you just get more and more powers as you go along. You know, that's that's like I say, that's kind of the D and D way. All right. Yeah, you can either be the one trick pony, or you can start specializing along a path. And uh, what do they call? Oh God, there's a term in aberrant D twenty, and I think in a uh, blood vigilance. Power stunts. Well, but the point is, is that you know the powers are, are basically encapsulated. They don't really advance. Maybe your ability to successfully target with them, 
you know, or, or whatever might advance. But the, uh, but then, you know, it's the hero way is, is that the powers, as you gain experience and gain more power points, you then spend them to either yeah. give yourself new powers or related powers, or you just make the powers you have better. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's fine. You know, uh, it, it's, 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 you know, but it's up to, you know, depending on the system you use or the methodology you use, you know, the, the you and the GM are, are going to, either the GM does it all by themselves, which I think is a bad idea. Okay. I think what you, it would be better to be say, this is where we're starting. This is where we're ending. Maybe I'll design the path or the powers that appear as we get along. So you're not going to know when these powers are going to appear, okay, or, you know, these new variants or whatever. So there'll be a surprise for you. And, you know, and maybe it'll happen in dramatic ways. You know, that, that could be a good thing as far as adventure design. Or you, you could be very much, you know, uh, uh, working together with the players so they know exactly what the next variation, the next thing that's going to happen, and plan for it, you know, mentally and as well as you know, um, narratively, you know. Yeah. So, but I'm saying you you should have some kind of a path designed of how your powers are going to improve. Okay. And as you said, some of the some of the improvements are going to be how to protect yourself from the effects of your own powers. How are you yeah. going? Yeah. You know, how are you going to st you know, stopping collateral damage, making them more focused, maybe providing some kind of a of a shield you know, uh, for the people around, you know, uh, uh, just maybe understanding that I can only go this fast and no faster, or I'm going to have this collateral effect happen to go off just from experience, you know, but the point where it says, I now know automatically that I'm not, I'm going to go this fast and no faster, you know, and I, I don't, I'm not going to make the mistake, you know, and I can use my power up to this. So that's where, at that point, that power, that special part of the power becomes unconsciously conscious. And, yeah. you know, and sometimes it have you know, and, and one of the things that um, I, I was very impressed about, you know, in uh, the, the anime series, uh, My Hero uh, Academia, yeah. was they talked about how you activate your power, but one of the biggest things you have to learn is how to shorten the time between not having your power in action and being at full power. Because if someone's faster than you in activation, then they basically will beat you up before you get a chance to do anything. And so they had to come up with methodologies for allowing them to, you know, short shorten the time. And what in one case, he basically had to keep uh, he had to keep his power on all the time because you know, uh, and that you know that was part of what they he did, you know. Um, but had it at a very very low level, and then so it was really easy. It's it's kind of like it's it's a lot easier to to put your foot down on the gas, you know, when it's in, uh, when it's in, uh, and take your foot off the brake and roar out of the uh, off the straightaway than it is to go and turn on the ignition put it into gear, and then put your foot on the gas. Yeah. So he was kind of always prepared to use his power, okay? Other people had the ability to kind of bank their power so that they could bring it out full force, you know. And this this was something that came up during the, uh, uh, you know, uh, during the anime series. And I was like, I've never had heard anybody talk about it like that, where they have to figure out, you know, that it's, it's not how much power you have, it's how quickly you can bring it into play. Because in most games, it's like, your turn, okay, I activate my power and I do my thing. And there's no issue about somebody blocking you from using your, get, basically jumping in on you. They kind of do it with the, D, with the 5e, with the uh, um, reactions. Okay. You know, uh, where... If somebody does something, you can basically take action before they actually successfully do what they're trying to do. And you can, you know, uh, counterspell, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Or, you know, so the point is that they kind of brought in this idea that somebody can, you know, who's already per, already warmed up is actually going to be more effective than someone who's flat-footed. 
you know, and we talk about it in, in different game systems, but I'm saying that was something that you didn't see a whole lot in superpowers. I mean, nobody ever said, well, you know, why didn't you do whatever? He said, man, I just got here. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the Peter Griffin joke. Who starts a conversation with that? I just got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, people's powers having to activate, and then you know, it's like this turn my powers activate. Next turn I actually get to do something. Nobody does that. It's always I activate my power and and then I and then I do whatever. Well, in in like the hero system, you can have a slower activation time, and that's one of the limitations you can put on it in order to make it cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It, instead of you know, it it may take me, and I'm trying the speed chart one to twelve. Oh, it might take me two phases instead of one to activate this power. Right, and yeah. and for lots of powers like invulnerability and other things like that, they're always on. So yeah. you know that it's never it's never an issue about it. Okay. Oh God, there was one that it wasn't. Oh, it was a short-lived ABC series. No ordinary family. Michael Chiklis, the dad who was yeah. the least sketch artist. Yeah. Oh no, as long as he saw it coming, he was invulnerable. But you could shoot the character in the back of the head and kill him. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's the one time I've seen. Oh, let's give it a name: perceptive invulnerability. How about that? Okay. Yeah. As long as you know it's coming, well, okay, we'll do OGL. Deflection bonuses only work when you know that they're there. If you're surprised or flat-footed, you don't get deflection bonuses to your AC. Yeah. Yeah. The um, uh, Tritech system had under the gun, where if you someone had a gun pointed at you and the finger on the trigger or whatever, you, you know, it, it didn't matter who who had initiative, you weren't going to be uh, you know, you weren't going to be able to dodge the bullet. Oh, God, hero system, cover. That was the combat maneuver they called that. It's like, yeah, you do cover. Nope, that gun is to your temple. You do anything, he has the right to use so much as blink, and he can pull the trigger. I remember that now. See, more of the hero system is coming back to the more that we talked about it. As I said, never mind, I haven't played this game. Well, it was the first... The early 90s. It yeah. was the first system that was, you know, really designed... You know, to do you know that in Villains and Vigilantes was designed to do super four color superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, anyways, so like I said, you 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 need to decide you know uh, how powers operate, which have to be activated, how quickly do they activate, you know, and um, side effects of the powers. Side effects of the powers and how to mitigate you know, negative side effects. Okay, because sometimes you like the side effects. You know, the, uh, I mean, some people just, you know, they, they want to, you know, send that, you know, big crackling lightning in all directions. So, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, you get away from me! <laughs> just that where you just, you hunch down and then raise your arms out and just the radius blast, yeah. Right, and it also gets your buds, too, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, or no, or what's the line from Hellboy with Summer Blair? You should be running right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. There's, uh, yeah it's, there's another one where he says, this is where you run. He gave, oh, gave this correct. gave this big correct. speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, this right. Is where you run away. Yeah, right, right. So okay, so that's really important because then, like I said, the the GM can then go and meter out these 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 changes to your powers. Okay, and and you know, depending upon the situation, you know, he uh, uh, the GM may throw in some really radical changes to people's powers. I mean, you may he may decide to mutate the powers due to some effect, due to coming into contact with some villains and such. You know, there there may be some big changes that happen, in which case then the, the player might have to sit down with the GM and change that that whole progression saying, okay, now my my powers are cold instead of heat. Uh, we're going to have to rethink how these things progress, you know? And um, Oh, because I'm trying to think there are two, because of all the, the superhero dominant games I run, and I'm trying to think the two rule sets that I use, both OGL based. Ah, Blood and Vigilance by RPG Objects have power limitations, and you have everything from activation time to you taking damage, um, concentration checks... Oh, God, what else? Yeah, those are the ones I have. And then we have uh, from the Trinity Universe D20, 
by White Wolf, Aberrant has some power limitations that you can put that, or, well, those are more limitations of your, the node in your brain mutating and like, yeah, you have powers, but now your eyes permanently glow red, or you might have a tumor that has a face on it, and, you know, if you lift your shirt up, there's this, you know, face on your abdomen and all that, things like that. But yeah, usually power limitations, I think the only place I've seen them for D20 games as I said, as much as I rever mutants and masterminds, which is pretty much OGL's preeminent superhero role-playing game, Green Ronin, Steve Kenson made it, and it's now on its third edition. I have found other mechanics that work for me as far as doing superheroes. And oh well, all I can say is is not a tumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh god, what's the other one? Oh, Powered Hero Evolution by Scorched Studios. They give you limitations with your powers, and they call them first generation flaws because the the context behind that particular setting for Other Verse America is you were you may have been born with your powers, but also you may have been granted your powers through experimentation because there is sort of a futuristic war going on in the setting. I mean, you can use it for oh, just normal four-color superheroes or a teen superhero, but they'll have everything from you just charge extra heat, extra light, radioactivity. You may need to do psychological crutches to do your powers. So yeah, in, in OGL, depending on what you use, there are various um, power limitations that you can impose upon the characters during creation. Say, okay, we're using blood vigilance here. You got to do a concentration skill check in order to activate the power. Or... You become fatigued after using the power or you damage yourself or others. And just, yeah, it's there. If you you, you age. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you, depending on your mechanic and your system and your setting that you use, there will be rules for having powers with some type of flaw or disadvantage or backlash or. Yeah, you can and have I mean, you can have the Gandalf law, which is. I can use my powers, but every time, but if I do, then a certain, you know, guy on the top of a tower suddenly knows where I am. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, they even had, I think, the limitations in, um, oh, God, the old DC Mayfair game and the old uh, TSR Marvel game. They had various limitations you could add. I don't know if it would. I, I think it's just more to copy the powers of, of the heroes in the game, and you could apply them to yours, but it's not like, because neither of those were, like, really point-based they would just be added for flavor or for narrative reasons. So, yeah. Your setting and mechanic usually will have ways to give your powers disadvantages. And hero for hero system, it was to make the powers ultimately cheaper because it is entirely a point-based system. Yeah, hero system is really good for tacticians and mathematicians. That's... Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, let's move on. Uh, all right. So, you know, you're in... So, first of all... You're in school, therefore your your school's going to have a standard curriculum, okay? That yeah. of, of learning that you have to just like any other school, all right? So, and uh, you know, you could just go and give you know give the kids points, you know, in uh, uh, you know like skills, each skill like English and math and the various things like that, and then. You know, and you'd say something like, "Well, if you don't, you have to have at least a level X of that by the time you graduate, or you don't graduate." Meaning that they're good when they, when they get more skill points as time goes on, they're going to have to decide whether they're going to put it into, you know, into their classes, or they're going to put it into their superpowers. So there might be that. All right, you know, and but there certainly should be some uh, some of that in there. You know, to uh, uh, so that it's not just you, you know, using the fiction that you're all in a high school. You actually have to deal with the high school as a academic setting. And if you don't, you know, and if you don't, uh, you know, test well, then you might very well be forbidden to use your powers or engage in your extracurricular activities by the school staff until you get brought up to snuff. So, you know, and that's where it's good to have a, a game system where uh, you can basically do extra credit. You know, there there are there, there there are rules that allow you to gain more advances, more skill points or whatever if you do certain things or if you go into a some kind of an accelerated program, you know, where just like when people learn languages. You know, usually there's rules about helping people learn foreign languages quickly. 
you know, you might need to do that if somebody has been basically throwing all their points, all their advances into improving their superpowers instead of actually becoming better, becoming more competent students. So there, there should be that, you know, uh, uh, somehow in the in the way that the, the characters are. And of course, it can also drive the, 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 the dialogue and drive the thing because they're, you know, there's going to be competitions between students, you know, in the school. And some of them are going to be academic and some of them are going to be superpowers. Okay. Now, uh, in My Hero Academia, uh, they really make no bones about the fact that these kids are in high school and they're learning how to be superheroes. And everything else takes a huge back burner. It doesn't seem like, any, they, they, they don't seem to talk about their ability to prosper as students you know their their whole goal is for them to get out into uh, uh, the world and be hired as superheroes so but in other depending upon the end goal for your care your characters you may want to be you know, might want to go to college you might want to get into some uh, uh, you know uh, DARPA uh, science uh, lab somewhere and really work on some things that you really care about. Peter Parker, you know, he's a superhero, he's 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 Spider-Man, but at the same time, you know, he's very, he's a genius. And there's been a couple of times in the history of the comic where he's actually worked with scientists to, you know, develop discoveries which he's either, you know, got credit for, you know, to, to his personal fame or uh at least it uh, he might have gotten some some gadgetry out of it as a result, you know, is because I mean, you got this teen kid who basically learned how to create his own web shooters. Yeah. And you know. he is damn near a genius level chemist to have made, you know, this, this tensile strength, semi-fluid kind of. That dissolves in an hour. Yeah. Goes, just, just completely goes away. And and then later on, it, it has like, you know, he has the ability to make it waterproof. He has the ability to, to make it into like a foam, like a, like a, a big bag you could land on and not get killed from falls. It, 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 uh, it, it, it transmits an electrical attack. It prevents against electrical attacks. You know, I mean. He there, he had all kinds of you know of, of specialty web fluids he could stick yeah. into that 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 array of of cartridges around his wrist to you know to, to change what he could do and act, and actually later on he, his his web shooter he actually would tap it you know like with his super spider speed you know a combination a bunch of different combinations which would then decide. Uh, tell the web shooter what type of web fluid he wanted to yeah. fire. So, you know, that's that was that's pretty darn amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, for a guy who everyone thinks about as the guy who's who, who's just Spider-Man, you know, he's he's got a lot more going on. And, you know, he's in many ways, he seems like he's a street level superhero, but he's pretty uber. You know, when it really comes yeah. down to it. But, okay. But I, I'm just saying is that there's going to be school competitions. And there's also going to be competitions having to do with superpowers. Trying to show that you've advanced in your superpowers. Just, you know, and, and, you know what, and that's where the school gets involved. And says, this is the goal we want you to be able to do. You know, we want you to be able to, fight, you know, you raise the temperature on this target, you know, up to 2000 degrees when before, when you first started, maybe you could only bring it up to 500. So, you know, that's that kind of thing going on. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be that going on as part of your, you know, so there, uh, one of the adventures, no doubt, is going to be, you know, a test. Everyone's going to get together and 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 show, you know, and the, and the, the GM's going to basically throw out some kind of a thing for each of them to do, and they're going to have to try to successfully, you know, manage the the test, you know, and uh, and get a grade accordingly. And uh, and I'm not sure how that you'd re in a campaign you reward that. I guess they would, you know, if you failed utterly, then you don't get to go on the trip to the beach. For the beach episode, okay, yeah, or uh, you know, or something, you know, there's going to be, you know, some kind of liability. The other thing that is is handled very different ways is the teaming up of the players. You know, obviously, you know, you're going to get some people who are going to say, okay, let's 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 pull together all the bricks, you know, and and we're going to, you know, the, you know, we're going to be the the super powered tough fighting force. 
Okay, but then there's going to be other people that are going to be like trying to cover all the different bases, you know, communication, protection, offense, um, uh, uh, transportation, uh, you know, maybe you need, you know, all those things, you know, and maybe different, you know, each player may have more or less of those kinds of things. And, you, you know, you might want to form a team that covers all those bases in various ways to, in creative ways, hopefully, to, to do that, you know, because uh, unless you got together and basically said, okay, we want to make sure all of our powers are compatible with each other and, you know, basically build the super team before you ever start playing, uh, most of the time you're going to get redundancies and you're going to get holes, Yeah, you know, and yeah. so that's, um, and, and people are going to have to be, uh, try to use their powers more creatively. That's where the, you know, maybe talking to the GM say, okay, I wanted to be able to do this, but maybe I should do this instead. You know, uh, I ran into that uh, in playing fifth edition where I wanted to play um, the alchemist, not the alchemist, uh, the, the um, uh, artificer. And I really wanted to be, to go the route of the artillerist. But when I read the description of the artillerist, I didn't like it. it, it I found it too limiting. And so instead I went the alchemy route because that provided more coverage for the uh, uh, for the team and ultimately would look to be like more overall ability to be more awesome that direction than than by someone who had very set powers, you know, that would be under artillerist or under the, the battle master or whatever the, I, I've forgotten now all the subclasses. You know, to me, the alchemist seemed like the most powerful, though it looked the least powerful at the beginning. So, say so you might need to go in and and work with the GM to change your powers to fill in that, or you do it with tech. Yeah, because everyone always you know talks talks about the superpowers, but you know there's there's nothing you know there's nothing wrong with tech. You know, someone who's not invulnerable, strong but not invulnerable, wearing body armor makes can make a big difference. It's, it's well, again, like like Jetstream. Yeah, he could fly, but in order to keep from burning himself up to fly at his top speed, they had to cyberize him where he would generate that field on you know with the help of the cybernetics. So yeah. right, and one um, and it's not it's not quote a superpower, but kind of is a superpower. Is is that some people might actually go the route of fabricators, where their superpower is actually the ability to make you know essentially superpowered devices. Oh, that... kind of like um, oh god, uh, X Men Forge. Okay, Native American. He's got like a cybernetic couple of cybernetic limbs, but his power is hyper invention. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they and they have that in um, uh, My Hero Academia. There's um. There's a whole section, it's the support section. And basically all the superheroes get costumes that are made by those people ah. for the purpose of either enhancing their powers or providing support that they need for those powers. So, you know, it's... Uh, uh, and, you know, and, and they're, they're all, you know, and of course it's, it's like, it's like, an, imagine like a whole high school uh, uh, that's exaggerating. There's a whole section of the high school that's basically like Ray Robertson. Oh, it's like, gee. here, try this. <laughs> you know, and they start, and they, they just show up and they hand you this this thing. It does this. Go ahead, try. And then you find, of course, it's going to have, you know, secondary effects, collateral yeah, effects. Yeah, glitches and yeah. Yeah, and it may glitch. may do a oh, lot yeah, of things. Oh, yeah, we're just working out the bugs here. But thank you for the uh, field testing. Yeah, yeah. When's my hair gonna grow back? Right, but then, but you're not going to get cool gear without doing that. You know, I mean, there's a there's a price to getting that cool yeah. gear. And, now, and what's the line from the one Hydra scientist in Agents of Shield? Uh, progress requires sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. White House. That was his name, Daniel White House. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, and and you know, there's so the, it's it's okay not to have the. The 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 uh, four color superpowers having the second the support superpowers is also perfectly fine, you know. And you know whatever system you use to do this, it should not be possible for people to cover all their bases. A lot of people are going to be in these teen campaigns. Air quotes here. One trick ponies. This is their power, like Cyclops. What eye beams out of his eyes. And because he, when he and his brother were pushed out of the plane by 
their father, who later became Corsair, they only had one parachute. Alex survived just fine. Scott ended up hitting his head, got brain damage, which took out the part of the brain that allowed him to control the eye beam. So in other words, your eyes are open, you're blasting the beams, unless you have the ruby quartz lenses. Scott, that's all he had, but he was also a master at geometry, which is where he learned to bounce the shots off like nine different angles to hit somebody who was, oh, you're behind this wall. How did you hit me? Oh, you hit it off nine different corners, you sneaky son of a... And he was pushing objects. He just learned to develop the power stunts with that one power. Right. So you needed to have, you know, you needed to have other team members who could, you know, be the brick, who could basically act, you know, could could block, you know, the, the attack so you could use your powers. That's yeah. where teamwork comes in. That's where it becomes important. That's why you have to use a system that allows you to, um, uh, basically allow, allows you to, to abort your action and take another action. Yeah. You know, now it may there may be a cost to that. Say, so, okay, you you got you know ten action points and it costs you two action points to abort. But that way it allows you you know everything happens at once. In other words, but you know most people are going to you know some people like the bricks or whatever they're pro- probably going to be on hold waiting for the opportunity to abort and do whatever they need to do. So I'm just saying is that the, the system needs to be able to handle that. And since they did bring in the idea of having a, uh, 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 a uh, an interrupt, an interrupt action uh, in 5E and 4, 3, you know, 4E, uh, in D, they, they have that ability there. Uh, I don't know how it's handled in like the hero system, uh, but it's important to be able to do that because otherwise, you know, you're literally standing there and the guy shoots the person like two feet away from you and you, you never were able to do anything about it. You feel, feel worthless as, as the character you're supposed to be. So, you know, it's whether you have to make a, uh, combat awareness role saying is that I know what this guy is going to do, therefore I'm going to block. Okay, or you could, you know, in, in D twenty modern, they had the bodyguard who had the ability because uh, to basically oh, yeah. substitute. You know, he could basically automatically substitute him. You know, do a body swap. Okay, like something yeah. out of Naruto. You know, where that uh, the, that person would be in safety and he'd take the hit. You know, and yeah. that was just his one of his abilities, and he just but he had to declare this is the person I'm protecting before the the the, the round started. Yeah, so I'm th- sure there's third party stuff for switching that. I'd have to look in spheres of power for that whole thing. But yeah, um, so yeah, because you're you're gonna want that. I mean, that's something that I'm sure anybody's gonna want to want. You know, and of course, if you fail to do that, then of course that's where you get the whole, you know, teenage angst. You know, you you were supposed to have my back and you let me down. You know, I, I'm sorry, I got distracted. You know, or you know, it was supposed to work and it didn't. You know, you get that stuff going on. So yeah, you know, um, I notice in in the '80s with with Teen Titan, the new Teen Titans, and with the New Mutants, you had '80s. That was the thing for the teen angst. The oh, I can't. Uh, oh, what was the good one? And this is something that could be played. Not so much romantic subplots, but because it's teenagers, it's like the beginning inklings of them. Oh God, what was the one? And I think it was almost a weird triangle. You had Raven, Kid Flash, and Kid Flash's girlfriend Francis Kane, who later became Mag- Magenta with magnetic powers. Yeah, Francis and Wally were old high school sweethearts. But here comes Raven, this dark, mysterious woman. And, you know, Raven had to be controlled because of her powers. And Wally was tortured over, oh, here's this dark, exotic, beautiful young woman. And yet I'm totally in love with Francis, who I've been in love with since high school. And that teen angst is going on. And that is something I wanted to bring up is one of the biggest things about all these teen superhero sources of media. I mean, the angst can get a little too much like it did with Teen Titans, where just it'd be like, it, it, I mean, people were writing in and going, oh, just kill off Frances Kane already. She's annoying as hell. Just let Wally at be with Raven. And, but yeah, angst is one of the, I feel, in order to fully, um, not encapsulate the word I'm looking for here, but basically to fully emulate this genre of superheroes, 
there has to be some degree of angst. And it could be either really, really tragic, like, oh, you had my back and you didn't cover for me because we were in this battle and you didn't follow tactics to something as light as, you know, like a high school-based one. Like, he won't go to the dance with me and I don't know what to do. And yeah, you, you can, but the angst has to be there in some form. It just, I feel it's a necessary compliment. And, and you know what's going to happen, okay? Because there's, you know, if, if the GM applies the angst and the players aren't going to like it, they're going to, re they're going to resist it, okay? So it's going to have to be in the game system somehow that you know that when you take on angst it grants you something special it basically gives you an advantage you're taking a disadvantage in order to get an advantage okay so you're somehow going to have you know this should be minor you know like a small pool where you can push you know your power because it would see like i'm so yeah, upset be, that, yeah. that when i use my power it's going to be or you know uh, but that way, I'll embrace the angst because I, I have a reason to do it now. I mean, I'm yeah. getting an advantage for it. You know, this, this is the gamist side, not the role-playing side of it. Yeah, you this know? is where you're, you're using it for more of a meta reason. Yeah, I'm being angsty because it makes my blast powerful, not out of the character concept. Yeah. Right. See, if you're using the fate system... Okay, then they have things where, for example, you you would make a you failed something, and it says, okay, you succeed, and, and the and the GM goes and pushes pushes some fate points over at you and says, okay, you uh, uh, you succeed, but with complications. <coughs> the complications would be the angst. Okay, so wow. but you got these points that you can now use to succeed in something else that you want to do later. So. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, and, and maybe the, the points only last for the session. So you're only angsty for oh, that okay. session rather than being constantly annoying. It's like, well, yeah, I, I still want those points. So I got to continue to be this, 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 this huge crybaby. This brooding. Yeah. Dark 14. Ed Edgelord. Yeah. yeah. The Edgelords thing going on. So. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so, um, all right, and then the final thing, you know, we're, we really didn't get a chance, to, we kind of talked about systems as we were doing this, but the last thing is, is that, okay, you have to, uh, you have to decide how the, these incipient, not incipient, incipient superheroes, how do they relate to the world around them, okay? In My Hero Academia, students were basically given work study with established hero groups where they could go out and they could use their powers and you know and, and they, they also had to go through testing and if they succeeded they were allowed to use their powers outside the school you know in emergency situations okay when they were working with the uh the, the work study with other groups of superheroes they were assumed that they would be under the direction of those superheroes okay but the uh, uh you you have to establish you know, that is there you know what is their relationship? Is is if is the expression of their superpowers off campus? Is that illegal? You know, is that is that forbidden? Can get them thrown out of school or whatever like that? Because there's certainly enough you know television series where they basically go that route. You're not supposed to use your powers unless you're on campus and only under supervised activities. Okay, even though people use their powers all the time. You know, <laughs> then. Uh, uh, or, you know, like I said, is is there a vigilante law that says, you know, uh, as long as, you know, you are, there is a clear and present danger, you know, kind of like the uh, castle law, stand your ground that they have here in Georgia, which yeah. is if somebody comes towards you with the intent to do you harm, you can pull out a gun or, or any other weapon and shoot them dead. And you are legally allowed to do so. Okay. Someone else, however, who's nearby cannot pull out a gun and shoot that person because they're not in danger. It's the person who's the target is the one who's in danger. So there's you got these legal things going on. Yeah. So you know, can if you swoop you know, are you allowed to use more than lethal are you allowed to use lethal force? Or do you have to have some kind of non-lethal ability to take somebody down? You know, uh, are you allowed to use a taser? You know, are you allowed to use a net of some kind? Are you allowed to sticky glue them? You know, <laughs> to the ground. You know, uh, can you carry handcuffs and handcuff them to uh, uh, a um, you know a, a 
a, a parking meter, parking uh, meter, light pole, whatever. You know, what are you what what are you allowed to do when you run into since you're in school and you're not supposedly legit, you know, yet. Okay, what are you allowed to do? Because uh, I I mean I think that's important if this is a school that actively uh, acknowledges superheroes. Okay, so uh, I mean it could be done very loosely. You could say things like, well, you know, if you cause a lot, of, if you hurt people and you get yourself a bad rep or bad reputation, there's not none of the professional superhero groups are going to want you because it's just going to give it's just going to tarnish their image if they take you. So. Everybody, yeah. You know, here's here's the the law, you know the 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 rules of engagement. If you're uh, you know if you're ever outside, because you know that one of the things that's going to happen is is that they're going to run into gang members from the outside, or they're going to run into drug people, you know, people who are selling drugs, or you know, uh, into gambling establishments, assuming it's, that's illegal, you know, or protection rackets, or, you know, I mean, there are people who are, or they just might run across the occasional uh, uh, robbery that's going on. You know, do they have the right to engage, you know, or, or are they just expected to call the, the, the real cops and, yeah. you know, and, and stand back and, and only take, you know, and maybe provide support if someone gets shot or something like that. Are they actually allowed to do that? If they're, and, and so the GM has to make that decision as to what the players can do and not do. And then the players have to make a decision how far are they willing to go and can they cover it up? And can they trust the people that are around them if they cover it up? Okay. You know, if they go beyond their uh, what they, they've been given the right to do. So that's going to be probably one of the biggest headaches for the GM. And you're going to get a ton of rules lawyering going on. <laughs> you thought D&D was bad with the rules lawyering. Wait until you have to deal with real laws compared to the use of superpowers. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to... And, and I've done this <clears throat> having been a former criminal justice major yeah i i have gotten into it with while in the days while i was a player okay no this is this this is this this and this and they're just looking at me like shut up this is a game man i i want that verisimilitude though so i will yeah so yeah you're gonna get those people they're gonna be like the legal analysts on cnn going at you well yeah i mean you you, you don't have to you know be exacting, but I mean, you need, at least need to put down the broad strokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice if you do the research beforehand, depending, okay, I want this in New York City. Fine. Then that would mean you're going to, I mean, it would be nice as a as a decent GM to research the laws for that particular thing for New York State, just to, you know, help add flavor to the game. And, and you can also avoid the nitpicking and slowing down the, uh, oh God, there's a term, rhyming term you came up with. Analysis paralysis. Oh, analysis paralysis, yes. Yeah. Right. The uh, the, the cool thing is, is that uh, there have been a lot of lawyers, you know, who are science fiction fantasy fans, okay, who have actually done, you know, uh, uh, convention sessions and even written books uh, about what you know if you had a superpower what could you legally do and in depending upon the state you know usually they talk about the state they're in so basically they're talking about vigilanteism yes because all superheroism is vigilanteism oh well, yeah yeah you know unless you're working for government unless you, know. you are sanctioned yeah like yeah so you know and 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 I'm, I'm saying in most cases where you're go if you're in a school it isn't really vigilanteism. You are, you know, uh, you know, you are being sanctioned. Okay, uh, you're you're basically being treated like a first responder. You know, and you know, to any kind of a crisis situation, and uh, you know, and and there's going to be and, and there's going to be rules because first of all, you know, most of these these kids are all under legal age. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's some real questions about you know you most of them are not allowed to use firearms. But uh, if you child have child endangerment, yes. Yeah. Your wait a minute, you're letting these people come out and do this stuff, and they are underage. What kind of an institution are you? Yeah. Right. So they that's why, like I say, in my hero academia, they have to actually prove themselves capable of handling certain types of situations. And by capable, I mean that they don't get people hurt. They actually ca they they fought each other and they captured each other or incapacitated each other without harm, you know, lasting harm. 
you know, and yeah. they said, okay, we will now allow you under an emergency situation to use your powers to incapacitate bad guys. Okay, because you've shown that you could do that. And it's all very highly, you know, the, the series is excellent. By the way, the anime series. My oh, hero, no, I, Shelley loves it. Oh, God, well, I, I think one. it's super great. Okay, I mean, it's, it's smart. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, they actually, obviously they do a lot of thinking about superpowers and how they can evolve. They deal with the city around them. They deal with insurance. They deal with, um, you know, you know, if you're underage and you, you cause damage to something, who's legally responsible for paying it? Is it covered by a, you know, a national insurance plan or is, is there a point where there's a limit and then you're, you're on the hook? For you know, if you basically you know if if you flip over you know um, a uh, a car you know to you know so that a uh, a fire truck can get through, well that sounds great until it's a two hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini you just destroyed, and yeah. the owner wants you to reimburse them. So what's the, you know under what conditions are you allowed to do that? So you know that's the 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 whole you know, you you as a superhero. Uh, uh, versus the world or, you know, interacting with the world. That has to be a big conversation that the GM has to take seriously, or it's just going to be, like I say, it's a, you know, four color cartoon, you know, and you're, you're going to lose a lot of the nuances, the fun nuances about it, you know, anyways, so uh, we're out of time. Uh, so we're going to have to stop. Uh, but like I said, we didn't really talk about, uh, which game system is better than another. And frankly, from what I, from this conversation, I kind of get the feeling that none of them are perfect. You're probably going to have to do what Trav does, which is to get out the, the PDF from some third party that enhances some existing game system with, uh, with something, you know, that it, it seems to be missing in order to really bring out the secret sauce that you're trying yeah. to have in your particular uh, uh, role playing thing. Um, the uh, you know you're gonna, in some ways you know it's like the um, manual of um, uh, of evil darkness whatever it was something like that. They came out. They said you have different levels of play. You've got the one where it's you know. Uh, you're in front of the the door and 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 you're there with bunnies and and stuff like that and everything's fun and 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 and, and, and you're not going to do nothing's going to happen to you you know and you're not going to be able to do anything really bad and then you know then the next step is the bunnies are gone and you're there so there's some possibility of child endangerment going on but still nothing too serious you know um at worst case you you know, you, you get beaten up and thrown thr thrown out, you know, and then all the way up to, you know, you're wearing, you know, you're wearing superpower armor and you're up against, you know, Cthulhu, you know, so, yeah, you know, you have to decide what is the tone, you know, of your, of your campaign going to be. And that's, uh, and that's, that's where, you know, you really need to, uh, this is a, a huge thing this is going to have to be a huge collaboration between your players session zero is it's is going to be big it's probably going to be multiple session zeros yeah. so that everybody is on the same page so everyone has and agrees this is what is going to be fun because you know you don't want to get a situation where you know you start playing and everyone's like this is not the game i thought it was going to be yeah. and and that's and they all they all get and they and and all your hard all your everyone's hard work goes to nothing because you know or they leave you know and and then now you're down players nobody wants that so uh, big session zero uh, everything needs to be except for of course the plot points need to be above board uh, about how things are going to be done um, and uh, but uh, I think I, I think it would be a, just a heck of a lot of fun to do. Uh, and I uh, and there's lots of examples out there of 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 this. I'm just gonna go real quickly through the list that I had here, which was Sky High, which was super, you know, like more toward the bunny side of it. <laughs> uh, New Mutants, which varied. Between being lighthearted and really dark, uh, Generation V, which is the sequel to The Boys, and uh, based on the comic called The Boys, which is very dark. Okay, I mean, yeah, but this is this is this is fully adult. Um, yeah. 
uh, in all ways. Okay, My Hero Academia, which is uh, kind of in the middle, but really smart. They, they, they played smart. Uh, there was Sky Kids, I mean Spy Kids, which was a series that again, was pretty light, uh, and they didn't really have superpowers. They had lots of superpower gadgets. So uh, I don't really know about Young Justice. It's it's a variation on Teen Titans. It's, again, the sidekicks of the Justice League. It's just they're updated, and that's what they call themselves now. And yeah. then uh, we have the Teen Titans. Uh, you know, though, uh, like I said, they, 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 they were really more like they trained themselves. Uh, they didn't get the school setting. Um uh, and then you've got Invincible. Uh, I wrote it down. Uh, can you describe that a little bit, Trav? Okay, as I said, there w there's one currently on Amazon, and that's where you see the Omni-Man memes and everything. There was also one on MTV, uh, like 2008. Right, three seasons. Yeah, right. and it was a young man whose father was a super-powered being, and it was the what was it? The father basically just up and killed a bunch of people, and then like the son had to come to terms, and yeah. And there's tons of anime that are you know they kind of go the, the line barrels of iron take place in an academy where they're trying to learn they're learning how to use these giant mechs, and, and you, you only you know only certain people can use them, so that's kind of their superpower. But they also have to learn how to best use them, and it turns out there's a whole overarching surprise. Uh, ending to it that's revealed at the end of the first season, and then they go into the second season. But it, you know, the the school is all oriented around you know them learning how to use these mechs. You know, so uh, there are there there are other you know uh, there's lots of school examples out there. You know, uh, in, in in anime. You know, unfortunately, you know, well, unfortunately or fortunately, where how you want to look at it. Uh, anime is probably one of your, uh, and comic books are one of your richest sources for this kinds of stuff. Yeah. So uh, the um, uh, the regular media is really only now starting to catch up to it. And, uh, you know, I'm happy when they're able to come up with some stuff, but uh, they still tend to not go into this area. You know, the anime does, but most of the time in the Western world, when they create superheroes, it's a superhero team who are adults, okay, or it's just random superhero people who have powers and they, they're all adults. I'm saying we don't go into the kid aspect of it. Okay. If it is, it's, 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 it's like the, the dark backstory of how the superhero became the superhero. So, uh, e even like I say, the, uh, uh, the X-Men and, and, there was the one movie that was, um, and I saw it, it was not good. Tim Allen and Chevy Chase Zoom. Right. Where they were teaching the kid. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And and the new mutants, I'm uh, uh, Marvel uh, movie. I'm sorry, was that was that was horror. That, that was horror. Yeah, it, it it wasn't it wasn't in any way a, a really a, a true representation no. of of the comic book and what they were trying to do in the comic book. So it's like let let's put these characters from this comic and put it to where I think they're insane and they're being solely experimented on. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, they say there's lots of times they go and they take the idea of something and then they produce something that doesn't even it doesn't even smell. It basically fails the sniff test. So yeah, that's one yeah. example of that. Anyways, so I'm just saying, but there is lots of of choices out there to to learn about. Uh, some really smart uh, writing and fun animes and fun movies. So we really suggest that you get out there and, and check on those before you start. So at least you, you have, you know, you, you, you kind of have the inner gestalt that you're trying to go for. And then work your way out from there. Um, as always, uh, we here at the, um, I'm sorry, Gaming on the Frontier uh, are perfectly happy to help you in any way we can using our years of experience, you know, uh, and we would love to hear what you're planning and maybe give you some suggestions uh, and, or even play test your ideas before you inflict them on, yeah. your, on your, yeah. your, your local players who you want to keep as friends. Uh, we, uh, we're certainly welcome to be, uh, we would love to be, you know, uh, your resources. So let us know if you, uh, you can reach us on our Facebook group, fans of, uh, gaming on the frontier, uh, or you could leave a message on, uh, 
uh, on Podbean, where which is the uh, host for this show, uh, or even contact us through various media on Facebook and other things like that. We're all we're all out there, you know. On we're definitely all on Facebook. So uh, uh, please let us know, and we'll have more for you uh, next week. But you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying. There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. You can listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on DementiaRadio.org. Also, the Professor and I are each now on Twitch. For me, it's twitch.tv slash trav31369, Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with campaign notes. The Professor is at twitch.tv slash Professor Pixie. Please check her page for time and date.